All about the cricket today, and we're carrying on with Mr. DKM Danny Morrison. He was over there in an Indian TV studio as the implausible happened okay. uh, to the billions that watch Indian cricket. Danny, welcome to the program. What a place to be, mate. I'm surprised you got out of there alive, bro. <laughs> Dash, you're good to chat, brother. Um, yeah, that's right. We're over here in Mumbai, beautiful Bollywood. We're doing this for 10 sports that beams back into Pakistan audience. So the audience will be loving us too, the good old New Zealand underdogs running over in the end the land of a billionaire sub. So yeah, it's freaky. Well, so what's been the general reaction? I mean, obviously you've been asleep and the like as well, but what was the feeling in and around after what happened? Because it was one of the big upsets. Yeah, amazing. It's funny, isn't it? When you get a game like that that splits over two days uh, and strange, isn't it, the one day that becomes a two-day fixture, that you, you sort of quietly had this little, well, I wouldn't say air of expectancy, but you just sort of thought, you should could do this because of runs on the board and the nature of the surface. And um, you had two old guns there that uh, assessed the situation and the skipper, Captain Cool, Mr. Kane Williamson, and, uh, and Roscoe Taylor. And so when they got to 240 or 239, um, I think that the team honestly and, and, and truly believed that they do believe that they can uh, nail this and did so. And at some point, Darth, like a lot of the pundits were saying, you know, we've watched some of the TV uh, studios that uh, plug in um, so many channels. Kevin Peterson, bless him, big KP is over in England there for another one of the Indian networks, was saying uh, at some point the bubble will burst of row in that top order. And sure enough, um, good old Matty Henry, he uh, bowled absolutely beautiful in conjunction there with, with Trent. Well, it's not only that bubble, it's the three of them. It's the top order. Rahul, Sharma, Kohli, one, one, one. You just don't see that. It's an emergency number, and as you cricket junkies will love, one, 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 Nelson. What a great number over there. <laughs> the old spooky number for the dear old Ponds. And I've just got this feeling, Darcy, when well, I say it here on Radio Sport, I've just got this feeling that it will be England in the final. Because even dear uh, old grumpy Ian Chappell, the old former Aussie great skipper, uh, writes some very honest uh, and fair stuff, to be true. He, um, he dives and he doesn't hold back, as Ian Chappell has never really held back. He, he said, look, this, this tournament, this cup, this whole thing around the World Cup, and the global game need a new winner. It'd be very boring. If you read between the lines, it'd be very boring if it was India and Australia again in the final. Well, that's not going to happen. And hopefully, uh, it'll be the dear old English, you know, at home at Lords against uh, dear little fellows from down under. Tell us, Danny, what you were thinking, what was going through your mind, and, and how do you believe Kane Williamson dealt with from a captaincy wise after that sixth wicket went down at 92? Things started to get a little tougher. They had the form of Donny and Jadija come together and they put together a fantastic partnership. Talk through us about that, about how we managed to actually screw the life out of that one and, and your feelings around the possibility of this one slipping away, which has happened quite a few times to New Zealand when they seem to be in a position of strength. Mm, yeah, I, bet. I know I felt that too, um, having been in that position too, and things like a World Cup semi-final back in 92. Um when I look at that, and I also listen to the commentary, and you could also sense around there that Kane, um, such an astute guy anyway, and so even-keeled, that he would have learnt from the experience, I think, against the Aussies at Lords. And uh, I think Simon Dawes said it, even Smitty might have touched on it too, is that um, 
he probably he stepped off the gas, as it were, didn't quite go for the jugular when the Aussies were fired down for that 90-odd as well. And he had the situation in a sudden death semi, and he brought uh, Trent Bolt back, didn't he? Um, and that whole situation to sort of just come in here and say, listen, we've got to go in for the kill here. Um, I thought someone else was a bit unsung. It's probably Mitch Santner. Now, he was very unlucky himself, um, probably not to pick up Jadeja. Jadeja, to be fair, played really well against him. I was so patient. But uh, you always felt something was going to give. Um, and Emmy Stoney, and I look at that partnership, Darcy, it's, look, he's, he's longer on the tooth. We all know that your, your reaction time, your judgment might not be quite as it was uh, 10 years ago. And so when you look at him and the expectation of it and of a billion on those shoulders and those incredible nerves and calmness that he brings, he just doesn't have any nerves. So he, you could argue, did he take it a bit too long uh, to try and do the job? I argue that, you know, when you look at it, um, that incredible throw from Guptill changed the state of that too. Once Jadeja got out, you thought, hello, let's see what MSD can do. And uh, when I look back to Kane as well in that situation, to bring back Bolt, to, to juggle the bowlers around and believe that he can have Nisham at the end there with his changes of pace, um, worked it beautifully. I'll tell you the other thing, Gars, almost just uh, how amazing was it for Lockie Ferguson, a young guy, they play all this T20 cricket, believe in themselves. He was setting his field, and as Ian Smith said on commentary, he was setting his field, not sort of saying, you know, what Kane was perhaps playing. He was directing it. He goes, I want this guy there, there, and that guy there, and I'm going to try and execute this. Um, and that's slowable to knock over uh, Bhuvanesh Kumar. Brilliant. And again, all part of the theatre and the drama was just extraordinary. So... Thank goodness for Captain Kane, as all I can say, Dars. The nice thing about Kane Williamson, we know this Daniel Morrison is our guest, is, is he is very, very calm, and I think that, that moves through the entire team, and I'm expecting over the next couple of days it'll be much the same. It'll just be keeping a lid on it. We haven't won anything yet. Yes, we've managed to make it through to a final. Let's remember what happened four years ago. Let's not replicate this. So his leadership, I expect, in the interim up until Sunday is also going to be quite big. Yeah, it'll be massive because... He's so cool and and chilled and and just and, and sensible. And the other thing about it, again, I'll again come back to some commentary and hearing Smithy going about. So Ian Smith was saying, look, at sometimes you know you need to experience a final to lose a final to then maybe even learn about that to try and win one. And he said that some time ago, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, when he was asked in the commentary box about New Zealand's chances because they look like we'd scrape in just and have done. And here we are, you know, you're sitting on the edge of uh, what could be greatness. But I think you're quite correct in saying that, listen, we haven't won anything yet. Um, let's learn from four years ago and uh, and let's just see what we can do. And so, again, of course, New Zealand will be underdogs and we love that tag, and rightly so. Uh, underdogs in a World Cup final um, either up against um, a couple of big big arch rivals, aren't we? You know, you've got the Aussies, either big cousins across the or you've got the dear old Poms uh, who invented the game, who've been to three finals, lost them all, and let's see if they can get to a final, dare I say it. Um, they're at Lords, and that's quite spooky too, really, um, given how the uh, dear old English are playing leading into the uh, semi-final. So we don't care who we play because we just have to worry about us, not the opposition. But as far as the likelihood of a team folding under the pressure, England's got to be the one, isn't it? (laughs) 
Well, it's got, it, it'll have huge expectation, of course. Um, I've just got this weird, freaky feeling that England, with all its um, pickups and being bridesmaid on three other occasions, here they are um, going to Lords, where traditionally they can come unstuck. Um, opposition, particularly the Aussies, love performing at Lords. Um, but they've got to get over this hurdle thing called Edgbaston. So you never um, start thinking too far ahead. The Aussies, though, as we know, they're just relentless, and and you know, I just I just feel like what Ian Chappell's written. They'd just be sort of greedy. They've had five, they've had five World Cups. You know, it's staggering, really. Um, I don't want to see a six. So that's why you think the dear old Poms to go into the final and just make it different. Um, then you're going to definitely have a new winner, whoever it is. Um, and I think the global game needs that refreshing sort of stuff going on. Us definitely. Short of injury, the team doesn't change. Martin Guptill gets yet another opportunity, but but everybody, I suppose, has is, is, is helped out, I suppose, during this run so far, particularly the, the bowling attack. So if we can just get a few runs out of a couple of the other batsmen, we'll be in prime position because we haven't put together the complete performance yet. I suppose that should be alarming for whoever we play. And I also just want to know the cricketing gods, dear Das, that um, run out of Guptills. Does that lift him, does that just spur him on to try and watch the ball better? You hear uh, the experts in the commentary box and is he, is he really looking at the ball well? Uh, is he really watching it properly? All those sorts of things that the batting pundits come out with uh, that have been right there at the coalface watching it, commentating. And so does this spark Marty G into action? Um, he's missed out. It's been a horrible run for him. Um, so in a way, yeah, it, it, it's set up beautiful for Guptill to have maybe a little bit of luck flashing blade over sort of third slip region and then he gets underway and middles a couple and, and who knows, uh, does he dine out and get a big one um, and New Zealand, you know, win the toss and bat first again because that too is crucial let's not forget that, little thing called Lady Luck of actually having fun with a coin toss goes your way and you get to bat first and post a decent total would be uh, would be extraordinary and Then finally, Danny Morrison I'm taking it from the last 10 minutes that your confidence levels are high leading into the final on Sunday Almost definitely, because then it just becomes a two-horse race. And then, uh, and also with that experience of losing uh, at the MCD four years ago. So you've got Kane Williamson who experienced that. You've got uh, Ross Taylor there. Um, you've got Trent Bolt. Uh, he's been around the block now. You mentioned there the fitness and everything. Absolutely. Um, Jimmy Neeson seems to be fairly inspired, whether that's through social media uh, and also missing out on the last World Cup team with Jimmy Neeson. Let's not forget that. Um, and you found someone like Lockie Ferguson, who's gained experience over the last three years, um, has that X factor in place, and he's quietly confident too. He's, he's loving his game. So you're quite right. You don't change the side, and uh, you just got to hope like hell that uh, Guptill can, can come good. Henry Nichols maybe you know chimes in with something attractive as well, um, and the two old guns carry on and say, please, let's just resume and carry on. Please, please, let's do. Daniel Morrison, always a pleasure, mate. Thanks very much for your time. Do enjoy the weekend. I know you will. Thanks, Dave. Cheers.